It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. Okay, so this episode we are taking a look at the BR365 Strength Lab and all the details that you need to know as a mindful consumer. At the end of the day, I always preach and advocate that people that are interested in joining gyms and taking care of their health and fitness should be mindful of what they're getting themselves into, right? And that will help best direct them into what gym or training modality or discipline they should go. Because I don't think that um, the BR365 Strength Lab is going to be the best thing for everybody. Do I think that it has a use for every single person? Absolutely. Do I think it will add value to people's lives? Absolutely. A great deal of, of value. And I think it's the kind of best kind of training that the average person needs and the fitness enthusiast needs. However, a lot of people are in the headspace to dedicate themselves to this style of training because this is a little bit more you're going to track some stuff if you want right there's no forced tracking to it but you're going to be provided a workout log when you join um join the gym you're going to be following a periodized phased program that's built by me so there's going to be structure to it there's going to be a little bit more direction and guidance for people to actually improve on what they're doing right so it's not going to be just to show up and mindlessly move your body with no things to consider right there's going to be a little bit more personal a little bit more you know intimate and a little bit more serious and i just used this tagline recently but i said i'm just going to go to it really quick um it's training for people who are serious about their goals and i wanted that to come across because Training and exercise, I've done a podcast um, episode on that topic specifically, uh, probably about you know 10 or 15 episodes ago, just go through the podcast list and you'll find it, tr- exercise versus training, and I talk about the differences um, of the two, right, how exercise is more you know, health-oriented in regards to we're just going to kind of show up, do something that's good for my body for the most part, but there's not a lot of rhyme and reason to it. There's not a, a progressive element to it, and it's not really result-driven. We're training. It's structured. Um, it's programmed. It's intentional. It's built around results and adaptation of getting stronger, putting on more muscle mass, you know, improving body composition, speeding up metabolism, you know, regulating um, a youthful hormone profile, all that good stuff, right? That's training. That's the difference because now we're in a structured, you know, phased approach to how we're actually progressing our training. That's why it's called progressive resistance training compared to just exercise, which is you're doing anything that's kind of good for the heart and body, um, but doesn't have a lot of rhyme and reason to it. And for a lot of people, it's outside of what they should be doing because random exercise, and you see it all the time, running, for example, perfect example of exercise, right? It's easy. You put shoes on, you put some shorts on, you go outside and you run. The majority of the population, we take it for granted that we were, quote unquote, born to run, right? It's something that we grew up doing. We all have experience running to a certain degree. Um, there's no not a massive learning curve to the naked eye. But when people go out and run, but they have an improper or you know awkward gait, um, they have knee issues, they have ankle issues, they have 
coordination and stability issues. They don't have a lot of lean muscle tissue protecting their joints, ligaments, and tendons. Guess what happens when people repetitively run all the time and they're kind of beating up their joints, ligaments, and tendons, and they don't have the skeletal muscle to actually protect themselves. It's the sport with the highest rate of injury. So you you wonder, and it slows down metabolism. It is muscle, you know, breakdown oriented. So it is catabolic in nature, meaning that it actually doesn't preserve or spare muscle or build muscle. It actually breaks down muscle because muscle is very energy consuming and you want to become more efficient with your energy when you run. So it takes away things that are getting in the way of you becoming an efficient runner. Hence, they slow down metabolism. You're not going to burn as many calories while you run or at rest, which is a good thing if you're a runner. Not so good if you're looking to improve your body composition. And then secondly, it pairs down muscle because muscle, like I said, requires energy, requires calories, and it, you know, it's more dense than, than fat, right? So you can see where the issue arises, and that's why with, with exercise, a lot of people think, well, you know what, it's better than nothing. But in a lot of cases, I see how exercise actually harms the individual. It reduces their quality of life. Not that going out for a run isn't going to do a lot for you mentally and physically. It's going to be good for you, obviously, to clear your thoughts, to relieve some stress, do something that you enjoy. But what happens when you develop chronic pains or chronic injuries? And what happens when your body isn't moving very well? I would debate whether that exercise is better than nothing. I would prefer someone to go out for a walk, a low-impact walk or hike instead of a run, right? So then you would want to tailor that form of exercise so they wouldn't – they would get the benefits of getting outside, getting sunlight, getting fresh air, moving their body in circulation, but they wouldn't actually enhance the reduced quality of life um, effects of repetitive running, for example. Now, it's all in moderation. It's all in the intensity and the programming uh, and the volume of how you do it. But this is where exercise can kind of get um, you know misconstrued and people just think, okay, exercise is good for everybody. Yes, to a certain degree, but random exercise with no correlation to how your body's functioning within that exercise can actually do a lot of people some damage, okay? So this is why you know, the strength lab, we really focus on training, we focus on adaptation, uh, we have a lot of opportunities for people to dial it back and be slowly introduced into it. Obviously, there's one on one training, there's sport specific stuff that we'll get into. Um, so yeah, that's a whole nother podcast with exercise versus training. But that's kind of a synopsis of kind of what that episode was about. and something that we preach. Okay. Now going into stuff that you need to know that's going to help best direct you into a model of our gym, all right? And going back to what I said, yes, I think every single person (laughs) in society would benefit from a facility like that. I think it really nurtures what the mass majority absolutely need. They need to train for adaptation. They need to train smarter, right? They need to train better. They need to train less, but more appropriate for their lifestyle, for their stress, and for their goals, right? And they need to train in a way that it's guided, um, it's structured, it's well-programmed, it's a little bit more specific. Obviously, that's the best of all worlds, right? That's what you want. And it's community building, which is great too, right? We're not just a purely personal training gym where everything we do is one-on-one with myself or our coach. It's like, no, we still have the opportunity to have community building events. Um, obviously, I have the SFR Games, which is something I'll get into at the end of the podcast. I'll make a note of it right now, um, which will allow people to really challenge themselves and put 
everything they're developing, everything that they're building on into a potential competition down the road, which is very fulfilling, very empowering. Obviously, that's why Tough Mudders and Spartan races and ultra races and marathons are so popular for people. People love challenge. They love purpose. uh, And they love the idea that they go out and actually accomplish something that they've worked very hard for. So, But again, I want people to be in that mindset. I want people to understand this is a gym for training. This is a gym for development. This is a gym for progress. And if you don't care about those things and you just want to exercise, um, there's other gyms for that. I'm not saying better gyms for you. I just know for your personality, your mindset currently, there's going to be a better gym for you that is more mindless. Um, It's not going to get you great results. So let's just you know, make that clear. Um, it's going to be fun for you. It's going to be, you know, getting you out doing something that you're somewhat comfortable with, I guess. Um, but don't expect that you're going to get great results. Hence why this is a result driven gym. Um, it's a pain free performance gym and it's different than what other gyms and studios and classes offer. Just want to make that clear. So let's get into the classes that we do offer. So I got my website in front of me. So if you do hear any slight clicking i'll try to avoid it but i'm just going to go through the classes here right um so we got some good ones obviously um i programmed in a way that really kind of makes sense for the majority of how they can train so we have foundational strength those are our you know base sessions within the week that are going to actually really move the needle forward in terms of your strength and your muscle mass um, and improving your body composition so those are the the main sessions that you want to nurture your schedule around then we have hybrid conditioning on Wednesdays, which is going to allow us to improve our work capacity, uh, basically get us to become a fitter um, version of ourselves. It's going to help us improve our VO2 max, help us improve how much work output we can actually uh, obtain and contribute to workouts. So it's going to make us a very well-rounded individual and athlete. We have dynamic strength and performance on Saturdays. This is a hybrid day um, in terms of moving in a manner that is a little bit more rotational, which is extremely important um, it's going to have a, a power component to it so let's just say something like a like a sled sprint or you know a power oriented dead ball slam or rotational movement that is dynamic in nature um, but very important for how the human body works if you think about your kid who you know say runs out of the house your dog that runs out of the house quickly and you need to catch it that involves power it involves explosive movement and speed and a lot of times throughout the day we're not moving in in a, in a singular plane right we're moving in a rotational manner we're moving laterally side to side up and down we want to train in this manner so that workout on saturdays is specifically designed for a little bit more of a functional component of longevity, of overall health and and power and performance. And that's why we nurture that rotational aspect. We nurture some unilateral work, so one side at a time. And And we nurture the idea of moving in different planes of motion specifically. If you don't know the planes of motion or planes of movement, obviously we have the sagittal plane, we have the frontal plane, and we have the transverse. The transverse is anything rotational. The frontal is side to side, and then the sagittal is where most movements occur, which is up and down, right? So if you think about squatting, bench pressing, deadlift, busy, any movement is pretty much, if you're doing a traditional bodybuilder workout or strength routine, it is 90%, if not 100%. Uh, in the sagittal plane. So very important that we get to move get to move in other planes of movement. Then we have corrective strength, which is very structured around imbalances, 
um, structured around like we talked about unilateral training so training one side at a time a little bit more core strength a little bit more of that um, lumbar pelvic hip complex the lphc um, as they say so developing strength in the low back developing strength the the obliques um, the glutes the hamstrings the core improving mobility that's going to be a big component of corrective strength um, introducing corrective exercises on top of the actual strength developing exercises in that workout so it's going to be a nice combination of the two Um, and then we have tactical resistance um, which was when i programmed it and made it it was built for first responders so if you're a first responder listening to this this is a class designed for you if you think about a first responder uh, you know military personnel a cop a firefighter um, specifically those individuals yes we have you know paramedics we have nurses as well um, but you want to have a wide variety of you know, performance enhancing skills, right? You want to be able to move dynamically, move powerfully if you need to, move explosively, move with speed. You want to have some strength endurance. You want to have a good amount of relative strength. A lot of times these individuals have things on them, right? They're loaded up with weight of 10 to 15 to 20 pounds of a potential weighted vest, um, and they're doing things that involve a lot of grip strength. So what we want to do and what I did with this particular class was I'm programming it in a way that's a little bit more functional strength in in that position, right? Um, I, I think it's going to be a great class and very popular once it kind of gets um, a little bit of momentum with combat athletes. So if you're someone who does jujitsu, for example, if someone you know wrestles, if someone does, you know, even kickboxing or something of that nature, um, it's going to be really important for those individuals to train in this manner. So the way I put it on the website is if you want to train like a badass and feel like a badass, tactical resistance is going to be a great class for those types of individuals, right? Um, For me, I love training this way. It's going to have some strongman endurance and strongman-esque movements uh, in in it as well um, because it's going to build a, a robust resilient body uh, which i'm very excited for and once it catches on and the first responders and certain stations and people kind of get in there and their body feels awesome and they're performing at a very high level um, it's going to obviously blow up as a probably one of the more popular fun and dynamic classes that we have Um, on top of that we have strength fundamentals that is a six class pass. So this is kind of that in between of the membership talk right now, uh, but strength fundamentals, this is gonna be an introduction to our six foundational movement patterns that we teach year round, right? We're talking about the squat, we're talking about the lunge, we're talking about hinging, um, pushing, pulling, carrying, all that stuff. Very important that we learn how to do that um, in a safe manner. Now, six sessions, it's an introduction. It's not gonna be, you're not going to be perfect after the six sessions, right? I've worked with clients for three to four months and we still have to continuously work on specific foundational movement patterns, right? But we will teach you the basics. We'll get you understanding how to move and applying appropriate tempo, what to look for, how to connect to the movement. It's going to be very important for people that are like, I want to do this. I want to pick a membership. I'm a little intimidated. What's my best move? Buy the six pack strength fundamentals membership and after that we can have a discussion obviously the gym is more personalized a little bit more a little bit smaller and intimate in that nature so we can have a conversation about where i think you would 
most succeed moving forward and that's what i want to do with this gym it's not going to be oh you should go unlimited for sure no for a lot of people even first responders i would probably recommend two to three to four max workouts a week right um obviously they get a discounted rate but for a lot of people two-time or part-time membership or three times per week or maybe even a personal training session or that route is going to be recommended but i'm going to have a lot of integrity to what i'm saying i'm only going to recommend what i believe is the best possible path for you and you can choose to either accept it or do something different or do nothing at all right so at the end of the day it comes down to you and then we have a yoga session which is going to be uh, coached by an individual that uh, i'm not gonna name yet because we haven't 100 confirmed it um but a great guy um i'm looking forward to for him to put it on he switched out of his business career um, as an accountant and moved into teaching yoga and getting his certification degree lots of hours and he does um, vinyasa and a different form of yoga that i'm not quite privy to right now i'm going to get my book here to actually get that information for you guys um, but it's a little bit more based on breath work and it's called hatha yoga so breath and holding postures where you settle into a posture you create connection and then vinyasa is breath and movement um, and more yin style where you loosen up the hips work on the rotation um, of the spine um, it's a little bit more restorative um, and then there's obviously flow which we can introduce i'll let him really structure it and play around with it and and kind of guide that um, and decide what he wants to do but this would be a sunday class we're going to offer initially so one day a week and i want people to think about working out and working in like you want to work out obviously you know build your external strength and all that stuff but working inwards is just as important and this is a phenomenal way in a restorative manner to get your body to recover get your body to regenerate and come back stronger and address potential limitations that can come with repetitive movements and and lifestyles that we sit at our desk so this is going to be a great opportunity to complement all of our sessions and classes that we offer and i think it's going to be very popular once people get in the hang of like i really want to optimize and maximize my routine and at that point once the education begins and people really start um, adopting the mission and the message of the facility it's going to be a very popular class and then on sunday as well we also have a trail session which again is going to be more restorative in nature i got a trail right behind the gym so it's basically connected on the property um, and it's going to be a great opportunity for us to go out for three to upwards of 10 mile runs obviously i will make sure to let people know what that workout is going to entail so no one's surprise when they show up and they got to run 10 miles i never do that it's a pretty extensive one so that would be very few and far between and maybe even an advanced class where i would outsource that to um you know professional running coach um but there's gonna be things that we do tempo work um and we just do some light steady state as well uh, so great compliment for someone who wants to have a nice you know quote-unquote exercise day that isn't necessarily all adaptation focused trail on sunday follow that with the yoga session afterwards bring some deodorant so you don't stink up the gym appreciate that and a little towel um and then there you go so those are the classes that we offer lots of opportunity um for people to get exactly what they want um and get the most out of the facility now memberships different types of memberships for different folks right different strokes for different folks they say so memberships we're going to go over quickly here um we have the unlimited membership right now is technically the founder membership so 
Um, you go online to find the price, but right now it's about 50 bucks off. Um, if you get the family membership, that'll give you access to unlimited classes, um, as many classes as you want throughout the week. This is really good for someone who has a lot of flexibility, a lot of training experience, not necessarily a crazy high stress lifestyle. I would really recommend the family membership um, and unlimited classes. If that's not you, say you're really high stressed and you have a low um, training experience, and you don't have a whole lot of time on your hands, uh, then don't do unlimited, right? You probably won't get the value of it. There's better memberships for you. Then we have the three time per week membership. So pretty basic there. Um, that is also good for people who have some personal training with me as well. I have a couple clients that are doing one or two sessions a week with me one-on-one, -on -one, and I recommended that they do three per week uh, on their own, like in the class structure um, or even the part-time. So that part-time membership, which is two times per week, um, you get to uh, actually log into a class, and that's on the Push Press member app as well. You'll see how many sessions you get to do in a week. If you part-time, you're going to have two opportunities to book into classes. With three times per week, you're going to have three opportunities to book into classes, right? Um, both quality memberships for people that maybe don't, aren't going to be investing a whole bunch of time in the gym, and they want to be there for two, three days a week. And I think for a lot of people, uh, not to say unlimited isn't a great way to go, but for a lot of people two to three really good, well-structured, well-programmed, um, intelligently coached and expertly coached workouts are gonna do them a buttload of good, honestly, right? Um, that, now if you happen to complement that with a personal training session or two, my God, like you're, you're gonna absolutely crush it, right? It's gonna be great, because now you get that really individualized, customized plan one-on-one -on -one or in a semi-private setting, but then you have two to three days a week where you can go in and you're we're working, we're building off what we're doing one-on-one. -on -one. So really good opportunities to get people in the gym a few times a week, couple times a week, and this is the mentality. People think, well, if I'm gonna join a gym, I wanna go to that gym as much as I can. No, that's why we have the price structure. That's why three times per week is cheaper than unlimited. That's why two times per week was cheaper than three times per week. Like We wanna give you the value for what you're getting and using. So we did that purposely, obviously, right? Because we want to say, hey, going two times a, per week or three times per week is probably recommended for you. If I have a consultation with someone and I think three times per week or two times per week is the best option for them, I want them to think, hey, that's affordable. That's something that I'm, that I'm definitely into and I don't need to go five, seven days a week to think I'm getting value. It's like, no, you're getting a premium service, right? You are in a small group class setting. No more than 10 people will be in a class. So you're gonna get a lot more attention. You're gonna get a lot more instruction. You're gonna get a lot more education and insight to how you move, right? And because we have sets and we have longer rest periods and we're doing it the proper way of how to build a resilient, fit, strong body, it's gonna be a lot of opportunity for me to coach people and give them pointers throughout the workout. It's not gonna be one of those things where I yell general advice um, over a massive class and there's 20 or 15 people doing shit wrong, right? That's not gonna be the case. And in most cases, we're probably early on into the gym experience, which is great for a lot of people. There might be three to five to six people in the class, and that's, that's good. That's what we want this facility to be about to a certain degree, because we want it to be a very high premium service, high premium value of working out and training, but in a small group setting. Like I did not want to do 15 or 20 or 25 people in a class. Like I don't personally think, like I can't coach that well, right? I, people aren't going to get a lot of value for it. It doesn't mean that that doesn't, that environment doesn't have value. It's just not going to 
be conducive to our mission statement, which is pain-free result-driven training, right? That wouldn't be a thing in an environment like that personally, okay? So those are our memberships. And then we also have the first responder membership, um, which is discounted, unlimited. That one is there's one membership for that. Um, it's basically the cost of part-time, uh, but you get unlimited. This is my way of showing appreciation to first responders that are very living very stressful lives, doing a lot of good for our, the community. Uh, and they deserve to train in a manner that I think is appropriate for their profession and for their lifestyle. And I don't think a lot of first responders should be training four or five days a week, hence why it's discounted. Because I don't want them being tempted to go to a founding membership um, you know, so I wanted them to give them a cheaper discount, discounted rate, um, and then if they use it two to three to four times per week, perfect. The value is there for them, right? Okay, and again, that includes the Sunday restorative sessions and trail sessions. So you get that on top of that. We talked about strength fundamentals. Uh, we have a ten class punch card. So if you're someone who travels a lot, um, it's going to be good for drop ins. Like I said, you're showing up to one of your favorite classes a week. This is a great membership for you. I actually have quite a few people on that right now, um, just based on their location, um, based on their work schedule. They want to come to the gym. They don't know how much time they can invest, but they know, okay, one or two times a week, I can definitely make it out to one of my classes. Uh, I'm going to put it in my schedule, make an appointment, and then boom, we're going to the strength lab. Good option there, right? It's a two-month term, meaning that you have to get your 10 classes within two months. Um, that way you can't just extend it over a year, right? So you have 10 classes over two months. Those 10 classes, if you had a really good flexible schedule, you might be able to get it in in 30 days, right? Or 20 days or two weeks, right? You go five days both weeks, just for example. So that 10 class punch card expires after two months, but you have two months to use 10 classes okay um that takes care of that then we have personal trains a little bit more specialized um one-on-one -on -one. obviously this is the best value for people i don't know how many openings i'm going to have for this uh, i've got a few new ones uh new clients meaning that i don't know how many more hours i'll have um available for that but that will be on the um, the website soon enough with appointments to be scheduled as of right now there's a contact us button on the website br365strengthlab.com um, and that's where you would actually just send me an email that's something that you're interested in pursuing or at least learning more about um, and then we have more athletic small group training so those athlete specific sport specific if you are a coach if you're an athlete that wants to train for a specific sport high level athlete amateur athlete whatever if you're a coach who wants their team to develop okay great opportunity because then we'll actually you'll that will be done through the contact us button as well uh we'll come up with a schedule we'll figure out a time um, for us to actually get your team or your athlete into the studio and that will be a, a more customized approach for that specific sport or for that specific individual playing a specific sport like right, right now i have some AAA hockey players i have some mma fighters at professional athletes obviously that is not um, going to be group oriented um, as one of our typical memberships or classes that's going to be more specific so that's going to be done through the contact us button um, and it's going to be more personalized with myself okay so we went over the classes we went over the memberships we talked about exercise and training um, things to consider okay this is a good one right now training age and experience meaning how long you've been training for right and I mean really training not just you know going to the gym and picking up light dumbbells or doing jumping jacks and, and doing burpees or whatever I'm talking about, do you have experience lifting weights? Do you have experience going in, 
with the intention of putting on muscle mass. Um, have you done barbell training? You've done dumbbell training. You've done kettlebell training. Things to know. That's good to know. Do you have a relative solid understanding of the foundational movement patterns? Do you know what a quality hip hinge looks like? And I know a lot of people I'm talking to think they might have a good understanding of it. When I go to gyms, and this is not to insult people, this is not to say, and I never say anything to these individuals, I'm glad they're in gyms doing their thing, 80 to 90%, and I'm not exaggerating, 80 to 90% of people that go to the average commercial gym, the YMCA, whatever, they don't know how to work out, right? They're in there doing shit, they're doing stuff, okay? But they are not connecting to their muscle, they do not have good form, they do not have good technique. They do not have good programming. It just is what it is. So you look around and just it's a bit of a disaster. And you wish these individuals would watch some tape or watch some film or get direction, get guidance, hire an online coach, hire a personal trainer, go to a gym like my like mine that's actually going to help direct good form, good technique, and get the results they want because you see these people and they don't look any different. If anything, they look worse over time because they're doing the same shit but improperly. Um, and recently, I've had this discussion with some individuals, right? Even when they follow a good program, right? I have a program, or sorry, if I work with someone online, for example, I put out the workout. I customize it to them. I've done an assessment um, in most cases, obviously, if we've been able to meet. If not, we have a bit of a questionnaire and I help direct them. The film is all there, so the videos are there for them to access. Um, I usually put the tempo in, set range, rep range, all that stuff, right? And I do it in a manner that works with their their training experience and age. Yet they still, some individuals, they don't know how to work out and they end up kind of tweaking something or doing something wrong. It's because people don't take the time to practice the skill of working out. And that's what training is. Progressive resistance training is a skill. It's like playing soccer, basketball, golf, hockey. It's a skill. You need to practice the movement. You don't just show up and all of a sudden weight train. Why was I the number one sales rep and fitness advisor in good life the year I was there, two years I was there, I got an award for it. And that's not to put myself over, but I was, and I sold personal training really well, right? It was three sessions and six session packages. And the reason I broke records or set records there and got some awards, because when I would meet with parents that would come in with their, a 12 year old wanting to get a membership and they wanted them just to go in the gym, do stuff, I'd have a real conversation with them and say, Jimmy is 12 years old, has no coordination, no sense of how to move his body, no stability, right? He's going to come in and hurt himself or she's going to come in and waste your money doing stuff they don't know what they're doing and they're basically just going to be, you're going to be paying for daycare. Like let's actually invest in them and get and teach them some skills, teach them some fundamentals. So the the why I'm saying this is understand that most people and if you're listening to this, you might be one of the 80, one of the 90%. You don't know how to work out well. You don't know how to work out properly in a manner that keeps you injury-free, that keeps you pain-free and makes and keeps, sorry, and progresses and moves the needle forward. The end of the day, we want to get stronger. When we're, we turn 40 and muscle starts breaking down at an alarming rate or a faster rate, let's just say, we want to counteract that physiological measure, right? We want to build muscle. We want to get stronger. We want to improve grip strength. We want to do these things so we fight off disease. We fight off weakness. We fight off imbalance. We fight off muscle atrophy. We fight off the opportunity or the potential of sarcopenia or osteoarthritis. Like We want to fight off things 
that are quote unquote natural with aging. And that's why we want to build a routine and work out in a manner that actually trains the body in a youthful fashion, right? And to do that, you need to do it right, right? You need to be connected to the muscle. You need to be in a good position, apply proper mechanics, follow a good program, perform that program intelligently with intent, um, with specificity towards your goals and your needs and your desires. So again, understand this, and this is why this gym is going to do so well, I believe, is that we're going to provide that to the 80-90% of people that exercise or work out, but they don't do it well. They don't do it properly, and they're and they're craving the idea of, man, I want results. I'm putting the work, and why am I not getting the results? Yeah, because you're doing it wrong. It's a it's a it's a practice. It's a skill set. When I talk to people, I say practice the movement, practice squatting today, practice the hip hinge, practice pressing overhead, practice the movement. Don't do the movement. Practice it. Get better at it. Right. That's the that's the key. Other things to consider: goals. Right. What are your goals? What do you want to do? Do you want to show up and just move your body? Right? Do you want to just show up and do something? Get some circulation, feel like you're being healthy? Or are you somebody who actually wants to move the needle forward? Are you someone who wants to improve your body composition, i.e., burn off body fat, build lean tissue? Do you want to speed up your metabolism? Do you want to burn more calories at rest? Do you want to make weight management way easier? Do you want to take your basal metabolic rate of 1,400 calories up to 2,000, right? Do you want to be able to eat 2,500 to 2,800 calories and move a little bit and not gain weight? Wouldn't that be ideal compared to the person who has to only eat 1,500 calories or they put all the weight on, right? Are your goals to get stronger, right? To have improved grip strength, one of the biggest predictors of all-cause mortality is weak, weak grip strength. Do you want to add lean, protective muscle tissue, right, to protect your joints, your ligaments, your tendons? Again, older individuals that fall and that get hip pain or hip surgery, that is one of the leaders of all-cause mortality in terms of decreasing their quality of life, right? Because what happens when you fall and you break or hurt your hip, right? Now you can't walk. You can't, you, you're not actually strengthening those muscles. Those muscles are atrophying at a, this would be an alarming rate, right? You're becoming less independent. Um, you're eating less because you're moving less. And if this snowball effect, you don't have as much purpose. You have to eliminate activities that you enjoy doing before you know it. It's not soon after that these people pass. So wouldn't it be nice to be resilient towards that and not wait for us to go down this path at 70 and 80 and actually nip it in the butt now, right? Get stronger now, build as much lean muscle tissue. And I try to yell this from the top of buildings, right? When you're in a prime state and the prime state, yes, 20 to 30, obviously, but even at 40 to 50, it's a great opportunity to change your body. Like there's these in, these small minority inspiring stories where you see that 50 or 60 or 40 year old dramatically change their body. They're strong, they're resilient, they're conditioned, right? They have a lot of lean muscle tissue, they're well-balanced, they're well-structured, well right? They're mobile, they're flexible, they're, they move in a dynamic manner, dynamic fashion. It's like, that can be you, take advantage of it. Don't wait till you're sidelined to finally say, oh, I should have done something, and then you gotta sit up from a chair as your exercise. Like, do something now that is bettering your future self. Do something now that is an investment in your future self, 
right? Have that wherewithal, have that perspective that, hey, right now is a prime position for me to really build my body up and start thinking like that. You build your body up by weight training in a progressive manner, by eating in a manner to actually support the work you're doing, to support recovery, support repair, support the growth of lean muscle tissue, to actually promote the youthful hormone profile. How do you think we boost testosterone, which is a massive signaler for motivation, ambition, creativity, energy, productivity, engagement, libido, right? Desire, all that stuff, right? You work out, you resistance train, you build muscle. When you send this signal to your body that you're trying to build, that is a natural occurrence that takes place when you're 17, when you're 14, when you're 21. Your body is building. It's developing naturally. That's why you see these kids that go from 12 to 15 and they look like two different people, right? Their body is naturally developing into an adult, right? They go from child to adolescent, adolescent to teenager, teenager to adult, right? You see this development progress. And at that point, their testosterone, their growth hormone is very high. So why not engage in activities and disciplines in a manner that promotes that same hormone profile? When you progressively resistance train, you actually promote and signal and activate growth hormone. You activate testosterone. These are good things, ladies. Yes, I have more testosterone than you, but you still need testosterone to thrive in life, right? So you want to do things, engage in activities and disciplines and workout styles that actually support a youthful hormone profile. You don't want to work out in a manner that's catabolic. We talked about this, which is muscle degradating, right? It breaks down the muscle tissue. That's not good. You don't want to exercise in a way that is less adaptive compared to the rate at which muscle breaks down, right? Like you need to beat that. If after 40 muscle starts breaking down, I think it's at like a 2% um, every two years or something that I don't have the exact number. So forgive me if I'm wrong, just double check it. Um, but it does go up. You want to be training in a manner that is outperforming how fast your muscles breaking down, right? Or you're going to be that fragile, vulnerable individual and then at 50, you're in a more vulnerable state. And at 55 and at 60 and 70, and I get we're thinking five, we're thinking 10, where some of us are thinking 20 years down the road. I have a client right now, I've referred to her before, but at 40, I think she's 42 now, she, when people ask her, she looks strong, she looks good, looks like she's performing for the fucking Olympics. And people ask her all the time, like, what are you training for? And they ask me, hey, what's your client training for? And what she says to them, which is beautiful, I'm training for my 90-year-old self. Like, how cool is that? Like, wh how kick-ass is that mentality? I'm training for the person who's 50 years older than me because I want to do the same shit I'm doing today 50 years from now. I don't want to be dependent. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be fragile. I don't want to be that quote-unquote typical old person who looks like they're going to fucking die when it's too windy or cold outside. Like, don't be that person, right? Take advantage of it. And so, yeah, it takes the perspective and the reframe to say, yeah, I'm gonna reap all the benefits over the next six months, next year of how I look and feel, but I'm also doing something that's very supportive of my future self. And my future self is gonna be appreciative of what I'm doing today. 
you need to think like that. You don't want to get to a position where you're regretting it or you're thinking it's too late or it's too far gone. Happens to a lot of people. They get too far gone and they go, I don't know if I can reverse this. They can, but it becomes more and more challenging. So if, you ju- if you're someone who just had a couple of kids, the kids are growing up, great opportunity. Invest back in yourself. Get stronger. Build that youthful hormone profile, right? Do things like that. So what are your goals? Know your goals, right? And then and then monitor your goals. This is why we have the workout log and we're going to give our members that. And if the really diligent members are going to track their workouts, and that's great. And we do that specifically because I want people to see other metrics go up. I want them to see, wow, I'm six months from now or 12 months from now, my strength went up by you know, 40%. Oh my God, I put on all that weight onto my squat or deadlift and I'm the same weight and my, my waist shrunk, but I'm, I'm the same weight. I'm eating more. It's amazing, right? Like, Track this stuff. Know where you're going. If you're the same person two years later, but yet you're a quote-unquote goal-oriented, result-driven person, it's like, well, you're not. Your your training isn't working. Like you should be developing without the need of calorie restrictions and doing more. Like we know those two things are both catabolic in nature. They're chronically stressful in nature. They don't actually support building lean muscle tissue they're anti-muscle tissue calorie deficits and doing more volume or adding in cardio for a lot of people they say well this worked great this workout or this class worked amazing like yeah any class guys any class that gets you eating less and doing more is gonna burn off body fat and have you lose weight okay spoiler alert it shouldn't be that and that's okay to do that time every now and then but you want to be engaged in a training style that doesn't need that to give you results. You should be training in a manner that's building the body up and you're going, wow, I'm eating more, I'm training less, yet I look better. That's pretty cool. That's what you want. That's it, right? So know your goals. Know if your current training routine is accomplishing your goals without the need or application of some calorie restrictive high volume workout you know challenge or something of that nature right and ask yourself on a day-to-day basis is this workout moving the needle forward if you're a goal oriented result driven person if you're not we already talked about that probably not the best gym for you in terms of the mentality in terms of the mental state that you need to thrive in this environment right and again, even one day or two day a week can help move that needle forward and you can still complement that with the other stuff you're doing. Ideal? No, but better than what you're doing. So that's where I'd recommend certain individuals that don't want to give up that fun community building environment they're, they're so addicted to, but they're also like, you know what? I got to start doing things that are better for my body, that are supportive for my body, that are thinking about my 80 or 90 year old self a little bit more, right? And that might be the introduction they need where they at least start with one, two, three sessions a week and build on that. And eventually they go, wow, this is what I need, right? And that's only a matter of time for the most part. Um, And then also your lifestyle, your stresses, your circumstances. Again, if you're a high-stress individual, I I know first responders that are, you know, firefighters, you 24-hour shifts. I know it's every four days or whatever, but your body needs to recover after that 24 hours, Right? It doesn't need more stress. It doesn't need a high-intensity workout. Before that, it doesn't need a high-intensity workout. During that 24 hours, it doesn't need a high-intensity workout. Yet, yet I see people shove workouts down their throat 
six to eight days a week, right? But they're living a high-stress lifestyle. It's like, no, you need less. You need much less. Believe me, it's taken me a long time to learn this from expert coaches, people and mentors that I've invested in, right? And seeing it come to fruition with my own clients, doing less but working out better, working out smarter is the solution. That doesn't mean you can't move every single day. I recommend 365 days a year of exercise. But how that's programmed, how that's tailored, how that's designed for the individual matters. High-stress lifestyle, no, you should not be doing a bunch of cardio. should not be doing a bunch of high-intensity. You should be prioritizing foundational strength work and complementing that with restorative sessions that build the body up, that help with growth, maintenance, and repair, right? So know your circumstances, know your lifestyle, know your stresses. Maybe there's times a year where, yeah, you can get away with a high-intensity training schedule and high-intensity movements, you know, you want to do it. Okay, whatever, you know, not all bad. But then there's times of the year you go, you know, I got a high stress three month period here. Maybe I'm going to dial it back and I'm going to, I'm going to slow things down and I'm going to do things the way brand suggested and recommended for my own personal health, mental well-being, and the result I desire. So know this stuff, very important. So all good stuff that we talked about, um, is this gym right for you? We talked about that. Last thing, the SFR um, games. Something I'm going to get into detail closer to it because we are we're like 11 months out. So we got plenty of time here, guys. Um, but the training is going to support the SFR games. So the SFR games, the ultimate strength endurance challenge, testing your strength, fitness, and resiliency. Um, the SFR games are cr- as created as the ultimate challenge for ambitious athletes and fitness enthusiasts looking to conquer an incredible physical endeavor. Uh, and in the process, work towards becoming their strongest, fittest, most resilient self. And I talk about things that, you know, it's going to be built around, but the training and the seasonal programming that we have, which I'll get into quickly after this, um, it's actually helping us get prepared for the SFR games. Um, even if you're not going to do the SFR games, it is built the class schedule as a way to improve the skills you will need because I think those skills are the most important skills for longevity, quality of life, strength, and performance, right? We're talking about things like carries and sled work, um, improving our work capacity and conditioning, um, getting stronger at the chin-up and pull-up, um, improving our upper body strength, our lower body strength. It's all going to complement the SFR games. So we're not training in a manner that's for Spartan or CrossFit that requires us to um, train eight times a day, um, obviously being facetious there. Um, but yeah, it's not going to be built around that. It's built around the training I think most people need to be doing to have a very high level um, standard of fitness, right? Um, a standard of fitness that complements quality of life because uh, I think that is the most important thing is quality of life. Um, it tops everything, right? So very important um, in that regard. So there you go, SFR games. I said I was going to talk about something else. I definitely blanked on that. Um, sometimes the, the mind just it wanders, guys. It wanders sometimes. SFR games, I'm trying to think about it. What was I going to talk about? Um, I don't know. So, yeah, guys, let's get ready for it. Let's have some fun with this process. Um, lots of good stuff to come. If you have any questions, message me, DM me, email me, contact me on the website. I want this to be something that you feel confident with, that you're excited about. Um, and again, it's what this podcast episode was designed for. It was designed to give you the education, to give you the the intel 
to, of how we could help best direct and you know, set up a routine that's going to allow you to be successful, allow you to get the best results that you desire, um, but do it in a manner that complements your lifestyle, um, complements your goals, um, and actually improves and enhances your quality of life. Okay, guys? So there it is. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Like always, if you have anybody who is looking to learn more about the podcast, learn more, more about fitness, and, uh, and specifically the BR365 Strength Lab, great opportunity to send them this podcast, um, and they get basically access to anything they need to know, which is fantastic, right? Because then there's no real questions. Um, but again, worst case scenario, you shoot, hit me up, um, shoot me a message, and boom, you get even more detailed understanding of what you're getting yourself into. But I'm excited for it. August 1, the gym opens. So that is about five weeks away. We're doing well on memberships, looking to do better over the next few weeks and get things rolling. Um, Let's do this, guys. I will see you then. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.